Welcome to the Creative Aperture, the podcast focused on what it means to be a creative. In this episode, I had the chance to sit down and talk with Joseph Gruenthal, an extremely talented photographer and designer based out of Chicago. I actually had the opportunity to work with him last year while filming and producing Verso, where I wrote and directed that film, and he helped with a lot of the resources and design that we needed. He's a super talented guy and just an all-around great dude, so I think you guys will enjoy this conversation we had. Uh, so yeah, I thought we'd kind of like jump into kind of you and how how basically you started in this whole creative creative industry. Um, you do a whole lot of things, and so um, kind of just tell us your like your origin story, if you will. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm do a lot of things trying to simplify, but I feel like that never works out well for <laughs> creatives. Um, and honestly, started um, I would say senior year of high school, so I didn't take any art classes. I didn't really feel like I was an artist by mm-hmm. any means. They were for th- the photographers at my school were great, and um, I don't, honestly, I feel like that's all we really had. And then um, my parents weren't really interested in me, uh, you know, pursuing an art major. You know, they wanted right. to be like, okay, well, go for something practical. And I'm right, sure we've all right. heard that before. Definitely. So uh, senior year, I dual enrolled with a community college. You mm-hmm. know, getting some college credits early. Right. And you know, I decided, hey. My parents are happy that I'm taking uh, college courses. I'm going to choose what I want to take. So I took French and I took art appreciation. Okay. And that was the class that, that did it for me. That changed my life. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the professor ra- uh, t- told everybody in the class, raise your hand if you want to be an artist. And I raised my hand because, honestly, deep down, nobody had confronted me and asked me that. Right. And then he's like, put your hands down. All it takes is being an artist is just saying you are one. Right. Like, there's so much more in that's how we started his class off, and I learned so much about art and its importance in the world. Yeah. And that's when I decided, you know, I might want to do graphic design. So I started doing some graphic design classes, and our program wasn't amazing for it. And so, again, I was kind of lost in that. Uh, I tried all sorts of mediums, I'll be honest. It was a, just a crazy explosion, exploratory phase where I was, I was painting, I was taking film photos, I was designing stuff. Hmm. Uh, and I and then I, it was that soul searching, right? I was trying to balance how do I make a life out of this, right? But still create. And I felt like some months I was extremely creative, and some months um, I felt more inclined to focus on like a business path. Hmm. And somewhere in Tennessee, I was talking to this engineer, this mechanical engineer, and I was telling my struggles. He's like, "Oh, maybe you'll like industrial design." So I went to school for product design at UIC. Okay. And what I didn't know is how much they focused on just design thinking. And it was another one of those moments in these classes that completely opened my mind to a philosophy of how to think about art. Hmm. And throughout that, um, I abandoned product design, started <laughs> loving branding a whole bunch, because I just loved capturing the identity. I, I started taking photographs of all my friends' work. They would build a cool product. I'd take photos of it. And um, to be honest, it was like, it, it was two things. And I'm, I'm discovering this now. I feel like as artists, as we grow, we can look back and see areas of our, uh, see areas of our lives that make sense now. Right. But at the time, we, were thought, we thought we were confused. Right. And, and, and I, I've actually written this kind of into my new mission statement was, I love to allow people to discover themselves yeah. and I, I, I love to 
um, see people at their maximum potential. And yeah. that's what f- photography and branding is. When, when you brand somebody really well, you're not changing the person. Right. You're exposing the best parts about themselves. Hmm. Um, and I like that as a society, we're starting to learn that graphic design is more than logos and fonts. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so simultaneously in photography, um, I was in a relationship at the time that I did not want to be in. I was in school that I didn't want to be in. I was in a new city. And I started using photography as this escapism. Mm-hmm. And so my story with photography was that um, it became a way for me to highlight the parts of life that I wanted to see. You know, it, it was a reality that you can create through photography. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's really interesting. Obviously, now it's something that I developed into a full art and passion. Hmm. But, um, yeah, th- those are like the, the steps that led me to where I am now. And, and I think a lot of artists can relate in that it doesn't start off as like, a, I just want to do this because it's a craft. It's like right. there's something deep within you that burns and you want to do something with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. it's been interesting of like seeing how like at the beginning of, you know, when you're growing up, you, you have this thing in mind that you want to do. And like for me, it's it's for a while it's been cinematography. But, you know, there, there are these different, like, options that you can take. And, like, you know, it's just like, oh, quit. Don't do college and just, like, just try it. And, like, I, I don't think that works for a lot of people. It, it does for some, but, like, I feel like too many people think it's going to work for them. Um, me included. Initially, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need college. And then I decided to go. And through that, um, this is very, very, very unrelated. But, like, I decided to join the Marine Corps, which is, which is, which is a bit out of left field. But, you know, it's, it's these things that develop you and that change you that, you know, if you hadn't, if I hadn't gone to college, then I wouldn't have like explored this. During high school, I, I was reached out to by a pretty big YouTuber who kind of wanted to hire me as like one of their like cinematographer kind of people or videographers, and I really, really, really wanted to really wanted to do it. But you know, I was still in high school, I was still like trying to finish that up and stuff, and so I, I you know, I couldn't just go and do that. And as time has gone on, I heard more things about this YouTuber that I'm like, ooh, I don't. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not working for them. And so, um, you know, it's just like those things that they, they seem like, it seems like the perfect opportunity, but then it doesn't work out. And then you find out like kind of why it didn't work out. You kind of see God's like provision in that and how like, you know, you, you thought that that was the thing, but then it, it wasn't. And so it's always cool to see, kind of grow like that. Well, again, it, go, it goes back to your why, right? Like right. knowing your why is so important. So, and sometimes we don't know it, but but it, it is why we act. It is how we respond to things. And so, even you seeing the Marine Corps is something completely separate than cinematography or audio or YouTube, right? Yeah. I I think that there is something down there, Jackson, that like <laughs> is telling you what whatever it means is is serving people, right? Um, right. Uh, that that could be a huge thing. You yeah. know, maybe that's the heart of why you're making these decisions. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so crucial to find that. And then everything doesn't seem so random anymore. And you're like, whoa, there's purpose in this. Yeah. So, so then kind of going back to kind of design and branding photography, which, which do you feel like you, you do more slash you want to do more kind of long-term, like which one's like your, your main thing or are they all kind of your main thing? Yeah. So I would say, um, (laughs) stumbling into like a professional setting, you get very confused and I'm starting to come out of it. I feel of that confusing loop of which one do I do? Who am I? What's my identity? Um, I am realizing that branding at its core is so related to the ideology of how I take photos. And I tried everything, you know, weddings, I was trying event coverage and shooting product, shooting sports, shooting whatever. Um, And now I think I'm starting to hone in on realizing that I do photography and I do branding, but I really want to meld the two and under the ideology of I love elevating brands through content, 
and identity. And, and I think photography is really strong in that front. I, mm. I don't think I'm anymore trying to compete with wedding photographers. I'm not trying to compete with editorial photographers. I really appreciate their art. And man, I wish I was an editorial photographer. Mm. But right now, I see myself um, in my sphere of influence being able to help the businesses around me, especially, especially during quarantine. Like, yeah. there's such a need for that. And I have a heart for these businesses that are struggling. You know, my wedding venue... Uh, completely shut down i can't wow. get married where i was supposed to because they're a restaurant and they failed and wow. something like that angers me so much i'm like you know if i was there like whatever doing my best to shoot to brand to like pitch them something that's right. that's where i want to be yeah yeah interesting um, yeah helping other people see their dreams come true um and communicating really good ideas to people and that's where i see photography and branding on the thousand foot level connecting right. for me right okay that makes sense. What in what ways do you think um, these these companies and these businesses need help? Um, you know, when it comes to you know fighting through COVID. Oh man. So um, right, COVID. The thing we've talked about is uh, the new normal, right, or this new right. reality that we live in. And to be honest, some people didn't have to change their business model, right, because it works during this time. Um, but how I always see it is understanding how you're communicating your message. And I think a lot of times as artists, I've heard the phrase, don't marry your work. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with businesses is you can't marry your communication platform. Right. Um, businesses in the past who have operated great from Facebook ads or from flyers, you know, or whatever they do, they're reaching a different audience, a different generation. Media is being distributed in a, in a completely different way every week. <laughs> right. And so being able to keep up with that and understand that you don't have to change your message. You just have to change how that message is being distributed. So right. taking taking a photo for somebody, you know, one of my clients, I look at them and I say, I get your vibe. The people who are watching you don't get your vibe. And that's why you're struggling. Right. <laughs> just from like my from my sphere, I'm not going to tell you how to run your numbers. I'm not going to tell you your business strategy, but I can tell you from a visual communication standpoint this is not connecting with the people you're trying to connect with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. How has quarantine been for you with, you know, this, these past few months, it's been, it's been pretty crazy and obviously don't want to like focus on COVID and all this, but I mean, it is, it is a reality that we all have to face and it's all something that, you know, is on our mind. So like, how's, how's that been? No, it's crazy. We're pushing through right now, obviously. Yeah. And, um, it's that bumpy road, right? I feel like we're just landing the plane and then, we don't have clearance to land yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I would say the first few months, I had built some good habits at the beginning of quarantine that kept me going. Hmm. And that was solid. And then I moved. Oh. And moving to a new place changes everything. Yeah. And I think somewhere around moving, I hit like a major wall. Like it was just everything stopped. And it happened a lot later than a lot of people. Because um, I'd watched a lot of friends hit their walls early on. Like emotional walls or like physical? Like what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So like an emotional wall, I feel like, like it's like a breaking point, right? Okay. So I feel like during quarantine, some people panicked in the beginning. Right. Some, pe- some people refuted evidence. Some people uh, became completely, de- uh, what do you call that? Despair over their business. Right. I wasn't experiencing that because lucky for me, I was super blessed to have good clients. I was super blessed mm-hmm. to have good habits and you know, just good foundations. And... Um, all it takes is for you to change a few things and not remember your foundations. Right. That I, I felt like I was rocked a little bit and I was wondering, like, 
I, w- I remember just sleepless nights for a straight month. Hmm. I think this, this was uh, from May to June, mid-May to June. And just being like, what the frick is going on? I, and it just it kind of hit me in this surreal moment. Like, whoa, I just moved in a pandemic. Right. And everybody around me is acting different. This isn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost as if I, would, I was able to just uh, kind of ignore some things. Right. And I, I think a real breaking point for me were were the protests and and the death well first the death of uh Ahmaud Aubrey right. and then and then the death of George Floyd um it was just it got me to question and say okay this is my time to actually step back and think deep right and i think i just stopped creating for i think a week or two i was still mm-hmm. working on client work but i t- i took a major step back and was just like whoa okay this is an opportunity right. to reconsider so uh, it to answer your question like how has quarantine been it's had its ups and downs but i think that i have gained some value in taking that step back that quarantine brings us yeah 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 it's been it's been pretty pretty interesting for me because i also moved during quarantine because the dorms kicked us out and um uh, it, it was it was a weird time too at the, at the beginning of the of the whole quarantine and the beginning of all this because you know school was still in session and you know things were still happening everything moved to zoom initially you know it was a slow kind of decline of okay we're gonna come back you know after spring break but you know if you're feeling sick stay home and then i was like i don't even really want to go if, if it's this thing that's happening and eventually they're like all right we're gonna just do all online and then um but but then they decided to move everyone in the dorms because because most people had left for spring break because this is kind of when it all hit arizona yeah, and, and the states more, but Arizona specifically. And so they decided to consolidate everyone into just two dorms. Um, and so I actually got moved from like a kind of mid-tier dorm to like the Honors Village dorm, which is like a really nice dorm. <laughs> or it's it's considered a really nice dorm until you actually live there, and then you realize uh. how like poorly put together the building is, and like it's just, it was just wasn't great. But you know it was nice to experience that, and no longer like kind of like dream of living there because you know, live there. Um, but <laughs> the fantasy was broken, right? Yeah, because like you know the paper thin walls were terrible, the bathrooms were weird because they were they were like suite style uh, rooms, and they connected, but there was no lock on the on the door, so your suite mate could just come into your room whenever they wanted, which was kind of weird from a security standpoint. And then there were tons and tons of moths inside all the time. I was like, what the heck? Anyway. Not the most amazing place, but it, it was okay. Um, but, you know, once the semester ended, they're like, right, either pay for summer school or uh, and move again to a different dorm or leave. And so I was like, all right, go I think I'm going to move to... Well, I was going to go home until um, I kind of realized, like, since I had been around all these students and stuff, like, and my little brother has a lot of, like, health problems back at home, I didn't really want to risk it. And so I decided to move into an apartment. Since that was kind mm. of in the plan already, it just was kind of accelerated. Um, and so, yeah, I, like I did have a move during, during COVID and it wasn't terrible, but like, you know, my, I definitely noticed that like my schedule was a lot lazier and a lot more loose just because, you know, stuff's not clean and obviously stuff you can kind of see, um, stuff isn't, isn't quite perfect yet, but like it's getting there. But initially, you know, it's a mess in the room. I just don't feel like doing anything. Uh, so, you know, the the first couple of weeks were definitely tough, but like now I've kind of gotten a better kind of schedule and habit, but definitely during those during the protests when it was really kind of up in the news and stuff and and all those deaths and stuff it was just like maybe start really questioning the united states in in a lot of ways just especially with the um the mi- militarized police slash military um you know putting you know putting these crowds down and all this stuff it was just 
it was just really worrisome and it still is and there's still some stuff happening right now in like portland and stuff but yeah i think you know it was just a, a lot, lot of time of like reflection and prayer and just trying to figure out like what's going on and how i can best you know support people and be helpful in this time versus just like kind of either just just say things or, or just ignore things and so you know i still don't know exactly what i should be doing but i feel like i have a better picture of that um but yeah it's, it's just it was just a really really wild time yeah no we're definitely put in a place uh of action right now yeah you know <laughs> yeah uh this is not the time to just be inactive and stay home i i you know, i wish it was believe me i wish it was, was like you know summer vacation forever right. oh yeah. i could just go to the beach or travel wherever i want it's like no 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 no. you're gonna think about things and guess what real things are happening in the world and you have to respond yeah 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 that is crazy um how do you how do you find inspiration in this in this kind of crazy world how, how, what what brings you joy <laughs> that's such a good question man um obviously first off just like jesus just reading the bible mm-hmm. like being able to like step back and, and see that bigger picture and i always put this picture of like um you know in genesis there's like the tree of life the tree of good the knowledge of good and evil yeah. some people think like oh there's the good tree and the bad tree it's like no 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 there's one tree that said here's the tree of life eat from it whatever yeah um or you'll surely die if you eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil and what yeah. that is for me is it's always this choice right you can either cling to the life giver or you can cling to knowing Ooh, what's actually good? What's actually bad? When you start questioning that stuff, you feel stressed. You feel depressed. You feel anxious. Right. Like, man. So, like, inspiration honestly just comes from having a flow of knowledge of the truth, knowing right. the truth intimately. Um, and outside of that, I mean, just, like, doing things that, that are fulfilling. So much of life today, you have every opportunity in the world to do unfulfilling, mindless, time-consuming crap. <laughs> right. Every day. Yeah. Um, and I think just focusing on that and um, and also being able to, like, tell yourself, it's okay, like, you did something good today. Right. Like, I think we all need to be less harsh on ourselves and realize what we did do. Um, and then be proud of what you're doing. Because if you're not doing what you're proud of, then stop doing it. Right. Yeah, totally. So how about any, are there any specific kind of artists that you've found to be very, I guess, life-giving slash truthful, like their art really resonates with you? Yeah. So um, oddly enough, I'm like, I love the way he makes his work. I just don't personally um it's like not exactly my style but Mm -hmm. so christian watson i think you you've heard of christian watson 1924 us is his company uh okay he man when i look for like some wholehearted inspiration this guy's such a big heart um he clings to more um like older times simpler times Mm -hmm. with his art but he's very active on instagram and uh, he just does everything like kind of handmade, you know, everything. He's a designer and photographer. So that's another way I resonate with him. Yeah. Um, he's also a believer. And he, um, man, I, I'll watch his lives. I asked him a question on his live during quarantine. And he gave me an answer that I, I screen recorded his answer because I knew he was going to answer my question. And um, I like play it back because I was so inspired by it. 
um, and just what he talks about, he talks a lot about um, the effect of social media, like the effect of real things happening. He's yeah. very honest, very transparent person. And you see his work and honesty um, really come together. There's mm. no, f- there's no fake thing about it. There's no, I'm creating this for the clout. I'm creating this to become popular. Right. He enjoys what he does and he does honest, good work. So. Gotcha. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, his posts are very long. If you ever read anything on Instagram of his, it, he writes a lot. Interesting. Um, but he touches on real, real hard topics. Yeah. Uh, and, and he, you know, he's not opinionated about it either. So much of it is self-discovery. And I think that's where I fall in the line of, I feel like I'm always on this self-discovery and discovering the basic things of the world and, and the depth of them. So I wanted to transition a little bit over to kind of something that feels like it's, it was a little bit out of like left field when I saw you on this app. But I was like, sweet. And then I started seeing you blow up, like seriously blow up. And so <laughs> let's talk about TikTok. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm probably the worst TikToker out there because um, I I don't care about it a lot. I mm. just have fun on it. Yeah. It is like the social media platform that I know the least about. Right. <laughs> But I also don't really uh, use it to show my work. You know, I, right. Instagram has become a business tool. Right. Facebook has become my, my family and friends tool. Yeah. And TikTok is TikTok's just wild. I, I mean, who actually does understand it? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's like candy, man. Um, I think what started, honestly, was uh, Jesse and I were filming something at home. And I was about to make a coffee. Um, and I was like, dude, we already made coffee. I don't want to waste any more. We had a little bit left. So I was like, let's just put some vinegar and like syrup in it and see what happens. I'm like, dude, I, I should just make this into a TikTok. And we did it. And to my surprise, it, within a week, it like got over a million views. And I was like, That's what? Insane. <laughs> I don't understand this app or what's happening, but this is fun. And, uh, and then I started getting into some questions that I used to play around with in design school. I, I mentioned earlier that my design school was very focused on design thinking. Right. And, and uh, somebody asked me this the other day, like, where do you get your questions? Uh, are you a psychologist? I'm like, no, but I studied a lot of behavioral psychology and a lot of uh, cognitive association. And they're just like fun questions that you can ask people to like reveal some deeper associations in their life. Right. And on, on a platform like TikTok where it's, underage girl dancing with no clothes on like it's not all it's not all that i am discovering slowly there's so much you can learn there's a lot of good people out there honestly yeah um but (laughs) i was like you know if i'm going to be on this app i want to bring some depth and some some good conversation and it's cool like i'll get dms from people that are like hey i watched one of your videos and it said such and such and i just want to know what do you think about this and then we'll have a conversation like a deep conversation wow and that's exactly what I was trying to target. Yeah. And, and um, people resonate with it. And I think that's why people are searching for depth in this world. Yeah. 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 It is, it is interesting because that, that app definitely feels so very different from all the other social medias because, you know, A, it's very new, you know, despite the fact that it like kind of came from, what was that other one? Musically, I think it was. And like, that you was know, formerly TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's changed a lot, but like, it's still in that stage where people are posting like crazy. Um, you know, the, the amount of views you can get and the, the amount of growth you can get in a short amount of time is, is very different, which is why I've like, I'm trying to make, make some videos, but it's, it just 
take some time or, or like thinking and I'm like I overthink things because I want to shoot it on my send my camera but I'm like oh I should make it look like it's an iPhone video so I'll just shoot it on my iPhone and right, there's, right. there's all, all those considerations and the audio quality and all that kind of stuff but like you know it, it is so so weird too because the amount of engagement that you can get on those videos of like people commenting and having conversations in, in those like chats and stuff and then the, you know these features that they keep adding of like you know responding to a comment with a video it's, it's a very like direct way to to inter- interact with people whereas like you know on youtube you know you can comment but you can't really like there's another reply and then it just kind of gets lost and like whereas like with tiktok it's, it's just gotten better and better as far as like the engagement and the, the design for this kind of interaction it's really cool oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally what we were talking about before is changing your communication style. Right. You can still have the same message, but, man, it's a different language. Yeah. Different platform, different language. Right. Have you have you been worried or thought about the whole, like, national security concerns with, with TikTok? I looked into it. Uh, my fiancé looked into it. And um, I don't know how much I can say about it. From right. knowing some things now from a back end as a TikTok creator, yeah, um, I'm not concerned too yeah. much. I yeah, th- I mean, you yeah. know, to be honest, I think a lot of what we hear from the administration and from the government is meant to trigger a reaction, just right. as much as a TikTok video would trigger a reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, um, no, and and you know, if they take it down, they take it down. But right. um, you got to look at things sometimes and say, right. man. This is bringing American businesses money. And what have we learned from this country? But we don't take away things that bring our businesses money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, like, seemed to... There was, like, a little bit of concern, like, last year, and then it kind of died away. And then, like, again, more recently. And I wonder if part of it was... I, I didn't come across any videos like this, but, like, someone had... I don't know who started this, but they were like, let's all, v- like, RSVP for this one rally uh-huh. and fill it up. <laughs> that was that actually, was in Arizona, right? I think so. I, I can't remember yeah. where it was, but like it was, it was pretty funny because it was like it was just a bunch of TikTokers and a bunch of just people like doing it and like the, the way it blew up. And then the same thing with the app as well, and like how they just everyone rated it one stars, and then, uh, it's just crazy. But like it, it's it's weird how how people can like you know see a headline or see a TikTok or whatever and think it's this one thing, and then if you do some googling, you're like, oh okay, it's not. It's not a big deal at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just such an interesting platform, and I, I want to try to like get on and try to try to do stuff. I'm trying to like build it around like kind of music because like I don't really have a platform specifically for music. Like I tried to make another YouTube channel, but that kind of died. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like I mean I could upload to YouTube, but then I end up getting like way too like concerned about the quality and stuff. And so it's, it's right the point you know. that we think we can become two people at one time it's so challenging. Yeah, and so like with TikTok, I like it how it's just like you know you just hit record on the app and you just start going. And so I, I just need to work on that, like not letting the friction of, you know, perfection kind of get in the way of no. actually just producing stuff. And so because I love playing music, but I haven't lately because there's been no real reason to or anything or like no one to play for. Besides, like my girlfriend who lives next door, because we, we both had to move out of the dorms at the same time. We both found the same apartment complex. So now we're That's neighbors, which is kind of funny. Um, but, uh, you know, just trying to like figure out how to just tap into these things that i don't want to lose because you know if i don't play because i noticed like when i over quarantine like i didn't play as much and i started playing more recently i'm like i'm not as good and i can tell and like that that worries me sometimes and stuff and so yeah it's just like just trying to trying to make more is it's kind yeah. of a goal but it's hard with i think so, so much of it is like one have fun right always have fun and, and two is like ask yourself what am i trying to say here what yeah. am i doing 
it's really simple because sometimes I think we overcomplicate it, try to work so hard. Yeah. Because we are, in essence, dude. I know you are such a hard worker, and you're so good at what you do. <laughs> Thanks. And and you always will be. So as long as you just ask yourself, what am I doing? What right. am I doing right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> right. So earlier you had said you talked a little bit how like you know TikTok you haven't really like like promoted your work or like shown your work there. Have mm-hmm. you thought of it kind of merging with your work, especially with you know some you know some clients you know maybe being not as um, uh, generous with the the pocketbooks as as they were because of COVID and all this stuff. Like, do you do you feel like a need to try to merge those or try to like maybe show some mm-hmm. photos or whatever over there or do you do you like this kind of separation? No, the separation is cool. And you know what it is? I think showing that you have a good understanding of social media and the current climate uh, says a lot to businesses. It's not mm-hmm. like a, look at my TikTok clout. Can I get a job? <laughs> it's right. but. Uh, but in a way, it's all about how you phrase it. And, and I have um, been able to use it with clients and say, like, hey, so I'd like to do social content for you. These are some videos I created. I think I have a good understanding of right. what's going on in the world and how to communicate this. Yeah. Here's how I would do it on uh, this social platform. Or here's how I would do it for your email marketing right. campaign. And they can look at that as a statistical proof that you do know. So I don't think I need to merge it because I think right. it's going to serve me well for what it is. Right, right. Um, it is fun. People do want to know what I do photography-wise. So I don't think it'll be like an output platform for yeah. photos, but it'll be like more of a behind-the-scenes look at um, what I do. And, and yeah. that's fun for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely – so you're saying like, you know, it's definitely more of a I have this thing and here, here's like how I've managed it versus uh, um, you've seen these in, on TikToks so of these photographers who like walk up to people and they're like, hey, look at my TikTok page. And then they go and do a bunch of photos and they're all like 85 millimeter F.95 – super saturated stuff and you're just like <sighs> yeah there's definitely a big groan i actually got into a a little tiktok beef my first tiktok beef with a famous tiktoker oh um oh I, i'm not gonna bring up her name yeah. but um i'll tell you after yeah um <laughs> <laughs> she was doing one of these uh oh you can become a photographer all you need is wi-fi and your iphone here's a stock photo site just go outside do this and I think I was just, I'd had it. I was in a mood. And I don't normally do this. <laughs> right. But the temptation's there, like we said. Yeah. To just instantly reply. And I replied. I commented. Oh, man. And, yeah. and that, that thread blew up so much that, like, two days later, I get a message in my inbox from this <laughs> TikTok with 2.3 million followers. Oh, boy. Apologizing. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, and we had, a good, we had a good discussion. She, she was very humble. She's actually really a sweet girl. Um, and we had a discourse about photography yeah. and what it is in the market. And, um, you know, it, not going to go too off sure. the wagon on that. Yeah, but yeah. with these stock photo sites, with these like kind of cringy photographers that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. what it does is it, it ruins the taste of what things are. And as artists and creators who put a lot of passion and, and mindfulness into our work. Right. Um, and, and to realize that we're still putting in the same effort, but the value is decreasing because of this. Right. It's hard to stop that. And that's the way of the world. You know, people are saying that, uh, you know, that whatever, you have a fine steakhouse and people are like, yo, McDonald's burgers are great. You're like, yo, stop. No, 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 stop. And, and it's like, nope, right. guess what? They're, they're going to be the ones to sell out because people are buying it and it's cheap and they don't know, they don't have expectations. Right. Yeah. And so somewhere down the road, these stock photo sites, although they are appealing 
to somebody who wants to make a couple extra bucks uh, removing millions of dollars from the photo community that wants to have a personal relationship, bring depth to companies, right. communicate messages, you know, whatever. Yeah. When you have stock photo sites, it allows a company to what? Start up faster, right. create more garbage, yeah. fail faster because they're right. not using quality. So when you have these super um, disposable companies starting up and shutting down using photography, which should have some art to it, right. it's failing. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what it's perpetuating. And that's why I was passionate about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting yeah. too with like, um, like, you know, with, with, with technology and as it's advanced as far as like camera quality goes and camera, you know, just tech in general, like, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of people get cameras, get full frame cameras, get 85 millimeter lenses and then just start just shooting. And like, yeah. and, it, and it's hard too because it's like you see these people getting work and then these companies seeing that as the level of quality that that's acceptable. But, all it is like there's no real like craftsmanship put into the photos or or mm-hmm. um you know any kind of like art or you know artistic like flair to it mm-hmm. and so like while it's been great to see you know the democratization of camera tech it also i think in some ways does hurt you know the industry a little bit just because you know more people who you know may not take the time to really perfect and refine their art um you know just start just start you know just going at it and so I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like I, I'm definitely glad. I've definitely, you know, been um, or taken advantage of this kind of, you know, shift into camera tech. And you know, my first camera was a, you know, a nice, what was it T5i or whatever. But um, you know, it's just like, it's also just kind of interesting to see how you know it it has both like it's kind of a double edged sword in a way. It is. I mean, it's a balance because you don't want to be exclusive, right? Like, right. Right. Uh, if if people were exclusive, I wouldn't be a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. A- at the same time when you realize the work that it takes to get there, it's like, dang. Like, yeah. uh, the, I think the most relatable example would be would be cars, right? Oh, mm-hmm. anybody can drive, but you hate people on the road. <laughs> people yeah. drive like idiots, and it causes accidents and, and yeah. frustrations. But you're not going to say, oh, you can only have a car if you're a good driver. It's just something we got to accept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, is, it is interesting. Well, thanks for taking your time to... Uh, uh, come on the show and, and talk about art and photography and branding and all this stuff. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Joseph Frank Co. Joseph Frank Co. Um, well, that's Joseph Frank Co. is my website and Joseph Frank Co. is my TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll have links in the show notes so people Thank can check so that much. out. And definitely, definitely check out his work because it is, it is some very, very beautiful, beautiful art. That you make. I appreciate it. I appreciate talking to you, Jackson. I love catching up and talking. Yeah. Thanks for coming on.